Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you today as we come before the throne of grace with our faith and we uplift our hearts and minds to you and we open our beings, (laughs) hallelujah, to receive revelation from heaven ideas and concepts and insights into the life of faith and what causes faith to grow and become fully persuaded that you are who you say you are and you're fully capable of doing everything that you promised. We thank you. We praise it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Welcome, studio audience. Praise God. We're glad you're here today. Amen. And would all of you um, in the radio and television and all of you in the audience here, well, welcome Greg Stevens to this Thank broadcast you. today. Welcome. Thank you. Praise God. Greg. Greg. Greg, Greg. Hi, Greg. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Greg wears two very important hats in this ministry. He's associate pastor in um, EMIC. And, you know, somebody told me the other day the kids call it emic. They do. Where do you go to church? Emic. <laughs> but you're not only associate pastor at EMIC, he is professor of, of uh, uh, First Covenant teachings or Old Covenant. I like First Covenant better because there's two, one and two. And uh, his, he instructs in Hebrew in, the, in Kenneth Copeland Bible College. So... Welcome to this broadcast. Thank you, sir. It's an honor. And so, being a student of covenant, and um, and um, having studied the Hebrew language, customs, ideas, particularly now, we're going to get into some real. Good stuff today. Well, it's all good, but this better than good. (laughs) Everything in this book, I mean, I think even the index is (laughs) is anointed. And um, we know, we know that everything in the first covenant is Jesus. Types, shadows, truths, um, concepts, but not knowing. And uh, well, let, let, me, let me read today's golden text. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. And this will give you further insight into our biggest problem as Christians. Absolute, the most massive problem. Why do we not have any more miracles than we do? Why do so many people go without their healings, particularly in the Western world? And then why is it you go to Africa and everybody gets it? I mean, you know, well, not everybody, but way more of them than do here. What, what's going on here? What's the problem? You can nail it down to two verses of Scripture. 
Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse 11. Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentile. Now what does Gentile mean? That's somebody without God that doesn't know God. That's the easy explanation. Mm -hmm. It's about to show us the true explanation of what it means to be Gentile. That you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision. Remember what we got into last week? Huh? When God, God said to Abram, I am Almighty God, the Almighty God. I am El Shaddai. I am the more than enough God. All covenants up to that time, beginning in the Garden of Eden, had shed the blood of animals. But now the blood of a human being is to be shed, and it was through circumcision. You were called uncircumcision. Let me remind you of something here. How did David defeat Goliath? Over and over and over again, he told King Saul, he said he is no different than the lion and the bear. That uncircumcised Philistine, I'll kill him. I will kill him. He didn't say I'm going to try. He said I'm going to kill him. What is that? Faith in that covenant. Faith in it above all else. He was fully persuaded before he ever hit the field of battle. He's going to kill him because he's uncertain. He has no covenant with God. Mm. At that time, here it is, folks. At that time, when you were Gentiles, at that time, you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants, both of them, Mm -hmm. of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Anybody that has no covenant with God is just lost. He, he, he has he has no covenant rights. But hey, that's the easiest thing you ever did in your life. The Apostle Paul. What he one word, Lord. Mm-hmm. He called him Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is where. Oh, we got to read verse thirteen. I. I But now, say now, now Now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood. You're made nigh by the blood, by the blood, by the blood. Glory to God. Now, that doesn't mean much. To, to many Christians. Oh, they, oh, they, they love it and they, they believe in the blood, but have no revelation of, oh, wh- wh- what'd you say when you said, I plead the blood? Well, what'd you say? What did you really say? 
You said to the devil, I bring the full force of the covenant against you. That's it. I have authority by covenant to use his name. Now you get on your knees in my presence. Amen. Amen. It's the redemptive power of that name, that blood. Because the life is in the blood. And when he shed his blood, by now using that name in that blood, that's, that's my redemption. That's what washed me. That's what cleansed me. That's what it said right there. Yeah, that's what it said. Right Having there. no hope without God in the world made nigh. Now I have access by that blood Amen. that's been applied to me. Oh, Glory to God. Glory to God. Changes everything. God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to Leviticus. No, 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 no. First of all, I want to go to James chapter 2. I want to introduce something here. We talked about it some last week, but I want you to see it in your Bibles. In James chapter 2, verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Mm. And you notice the capital is capitalized. I'm very sad to say you just go look at even the new King James and it's no longer capitalized. Mm. Because it didn't mean anything to the people that, that did the translation. But the King James goes back far enough, goes, listen. It goes back far enough to where covenants were being kept. That goes to the point of God saw him as a friend, capital F. Lot was called righteous. Mm-hmm. And Lot's 24 hours away from destruction, doesn't have a clue what's about to happen. And God said, can we do this thing and not tell my Our friend. friend Abraham? Yes. And Abraham negotiated with him, if there be this, if there be this, how many? So God takes this thing serious. He absolutely takes it serious. And that's where that phrase came from, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yes, sir. And we use friend just, you know, very loosely. But a covenant friend is someone that there's blood between them. Blood in that, that brought the families together and so forth. We got into that some last week. But I wanted to point it out to you so you could put your eyes on it and actually see it in print that he was called the friend of God. Now, uh, Lord, you want me to go? Yeah, I'll do it now. Matthew chapter 26. And... um, Now you know that uh, at the Last Supper, that's covenant meal. Mm -hmm. It's being practiced as Jesus, the rabbi. He's no longer the rabbi. He's high priest. Yes, sir. He yes, is sir. the Lord Advocate General of the Church. Glory to 
God. Yes, he is. And he is not only our blood brother, he is our friend. Amen. Yes, amen. Yes. amen. Now, I want you to notice this now. In, in verse 4, 20, Matthew uh, 26, 47, let's, let's go there. Now, this, this is, you, you know where this is. Verse 47, while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve came with him, a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. Forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, my, my. wherefore art thou come? And it's capitalized. My. Jesus never broke covenant with him. He broke the covenant. But Jesus never did. He still loved him and still called him friend. You know, Brother Copeland, just a few hours prior to that, Jesus knelt and washed his feet. Knowing who he knowing was, exactly what he and was, what he was about to do. to do. Yes, he did, and washed his feet. But Greg, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier, but I, it just struck me right then. Uh, he couldn't do anything else. Hmm. Judas, Jesus was still in covenant with him, yes. and he washed his feet, knelt in front of him. Now. Very ultra significant and Western people don't have a clue. Eastern people do. They ate from the same plate. Yes, they did. Yes, he did. He sopped and gave him to eat out of his plate. That's covenant. Jesus never broke the covenant. He still kept it. Even in the garden. Even in the garden. Wow. He kept it to the last. Had he broken covenant, that's sin. And now he's my covenant friend. Yes, he is. And he's never going to break it. Glory to God. Oh, now, if that don't touch you on fire, your wood's wet. Praise God. Glory to God. (laughs) Now, uh, Leviticus 17, and uh, we will, of course, as the week goes along, we'll reiterate some of these things. But I want you to see in 1710, And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eats any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Mm-hmm. Now that, those few verses alone, 
give us insight to the sacredness of blood as far as God is concerned. I don't care if it's blood of an animal or blood of a human being. To God, it's sacred. Yes, sir. Because the life is in that blood. Yes, sir. Without blood, you die. Amen. So once we see this, once we have understanding of it, and we're going to go over and over these things, I want to impress all of us today, and those, those uh, on the network, especially, particularly if you're, <laughs> ah, yeah, thank you, Lord. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you're still a Gentile. It's the easiest thing, easiest thing you ever did in your life. Well, you don't know what all I've done. No, I don't, don't care. But I know what Jesus has done. And he entered into covenant with the heavenly father. And one of the articles of the covenant is whosoever shall invoke the name of Jesus shall be saved. And that word saved means just means heal. In the, I'm talking about in the Greek text. Means heal just as much as it, as it means saved or made sound, made whole. Amen. Amen. So right now, just say, Lord. I receive you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Take my life. Take my life and do something with it. And do something with it. I give it to you. I give it to you. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. And I receive my filling of the Holy Spirit. And I receive my filling of the Holy Spirit. And you promised it. And you promised it. And it's a blood back promise. It's a blood back promise. And that's good enough for me. And that's good enough for me. Because it's your word. Because it's your word. And I know when you give your word, you keep it. And I know when you give your word, you keep it. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that brings me to this point. We we don't... uh, People in in the Americas don't don't use this but uh, British people do and and other people in parts of the world uh, they it's it's pro- profanity they use the word blood mm-hmm. it, and it's 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 profane it is yeah and we're not exempt from this. When you read that in Leviticus, this jumped out at me. Whosoever man there be of the house of Israel, covenant, or of you the strangers. He he lumped everybody into this. Yes, thing. he did. Right there. Yes, he did. Because we just read that earlier. And we were the strangers. We were the strangers. So you're not exempt from it. No, you're not exempt from you it. You must. And, and people the use the, the blood uh, as a curse word. Well, it's as bad as using the word, the, the name of Jesus mm. or, or blaspheming his name. Well, my goodness, blood. To me, blood's worse. It's a life. Yeah. The life of the blood. And, you know, they, somebody say something, well, I guess I bloody well will. And, and that kind of thing. Oh. But if you're strangers from the covenant, it doesn't mean anything. Right. But, oh, that, that's the very depth of curse. Now, I want to get into 
E.W. Kenyon's writings here. And uh, we've got a couple of minutes, maybe three minutes left. And I want to introduce this. We talked about it some last week. Now, E.W. Kenyon being a, 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 a very scholarly man and uh, his study. And he said he just really had trouble with taking communion because he couldn't figure out what if the spirit of God was really bothering him about it. What does this mean? What am I doing? It doesn't seem like it does anything. You just go through this. It's more ritual than anything else. And you just kind of go through it. And, and well, you know, we do it this, uh, the second Sunday of the month. You could do it every day if you'd like. As often as you take this. Huh? As, as often, yeah. As often as you do it, you do it remembering me. Yes. It, remembering him where? In the covenant meal. Yes. Yes. As often as you do it. Amen. Now, here's what something E.W. Kenyon said. He said, the root word for covenant is to cut, suggesting an incision where blood flows. Now, the reason for cutting covenant, three reasons. If a strong tribe by the side of a weaker tribe lives by the side, and there is danger of the weaker tribe being destroyed, the weaker tribe will seek to cut the covenant with the stronger tribe that they may be preserved. Or two businessmen entering into a partnership might cut the covenant to ensure that neither one would take advantage of the other. Third, if two men loved each other devotedly, as David and Jonathan, they would cut the covenant for that love's sake. The method... Two men wish to cut the covenant. They come together with their friends and a priest. First, they exchange gifts. By the exchange of gifts, they indicate that all one has the other owns if necessary. That is huge. Now, particularly for the uh, benefit of the television audience, this covenant in the 17th chapter of Genesis was the beginning and the foundation that spread all over the world and all other blood covenants came out of that. And we're out of time. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.